And I think that in this world that we live in today, there's just this obsession with a someday instead of an obsession with the now, when the now is all that we really have. And I am so, so guilty of this. I will think to myself something like, yeah, one day I want to do X, Y, Z, instead of actually just making a plan and doing the thing. It's really easy to make excuses sometimes for things instead of actually just looking at the bare hard facts and making them happen. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Welcome back to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. It was my birthday yesterday, and so I am in a very reflective mood. I do enjoy having a December birthday because it just feels very fitting to be turning a new year, both for me with my birthday, but then also with New Year's right around the corner. And just to reflect back over the things that I have accomplished in the past year, and one of them being this podcast. It's absolutely incredible to think that I started this in February in Buenos Aires, and it's been going out steadily every week all year (laughs) since then. That is really, really cool. Something I definitely didn't have in mind on my last birthday, and it's just due to the amazing, wonderful people around me that this has become a reality. Both my friends who believed in me and encouraged me, and also the people who listen and have reached out and kept giving me encouragement along the way. And then also my team, every person who has worked with me, some have now left and gone on to other things. One of the guys who was really instrumental in helping me get the system up and running left to go study at a master's program. But I am super grateful to him and to everyone else who has just been involved with the podcast along this year. My podcast editor, Jose, in Argentina, actually, has just been absolutely wonderful. And he's taken over since I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was the very second episode. I think I did the first episode myself, which I split into two parts, actually. And it was pure hell. And so I decided I never wanted to edit another episode of my podcast again and found the amazing Jose. And he's just done incredible work. He takes the ramblings and such that I sit down and produce and he cuts out the mistakes and just makes me sound incredible. And I am just so incredibly grateful to him and just to have a new awe for people who do sound editing because it's an incredible skill. And I'm just so grateful (laughs) that he's in my life. And to the rest of the team as well, there have people who have come and gone, but it's just been a team effort to make sure that we get this podcast out each week. And it's been an incredible lesson for me in terms of using systems to overcome my weaknesses. I knew from day one that recording a podcast was something that would be exciting for about five minutes and then that I would get bored and want to go off and do something else. And it was only understanding at the very beginning, if we don't do something about this, I'm going to quit on this. And that meant from day one, designing a system that was like, okay, what's our goal? Our goal is to go out every Monday without a break for 100 episodes. That is our goal. That's about two years. And we had to get 
systems together fast to make sure that that happened, which means that other people had to step in and be like, okay, Michonne's going to figure about this and forget about that and the other. So we're going to design systems. We're going to like take this work off her plate. She's going to get the podcast to us and we're going to take care of doing this bit and 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 getting it all out. And we revised and wrote things down and made checklists and organized all this stuff and worked together to really produce a system. I get to do the part that I like. Actually, to be fair, I don't like any of it because I hate <laughs> I hate hearing my own voice. And I think I'm rambly and scatterbrained, which I am because that's just how I am and think and stuff and whatnot, right? But I get to do the part that I somewhat enjoy, which is I get to talk and I get to share things that I've learned with other people. And I know that that is helping. And then my wonderful team comes around to do all the rest, to shore things up and help me out and their strengths help with all the other things that I am not good at. So that was not where I had intended to start this episode. But anyway, I'll leave that all in because in thinking about it and reflecting on it, I am very grateful for this podcast and all of the opportunities that it has brought me throughout the year to reach people and to make an impact, which is what I love. Where I had planned for this episode to go and where it will turn now is to thinking about the future. And one of the things that I've been reflecting on is... I'm 39. In one year, I'm going to be 40. And in 11 years, I'm going to be 50, right? Those are big birthdays, milestone birthdays. It is super weird because in my head, I still feel about 16. I still have moments where I am making decisions and going places and doing things. And I'll stop and think, wait, what? Who gave me permission to do this? Like, I'll be with my passport and my suitcase in an airport. And I'm just like, I'm just going places all by myself. Like, what? When did this happen? I still feel like a kid inside. I still feel like I don't have it all figured out. And one of the beautiful things is that with every year that goes by, I'm realizing that no one has it all figured out. And we really don't. We're constantly learning and growing. And so I started to think about one of the things that I thought I would have figured out by now, which is just kind of like, the heck am I doing in life? <laughs> what do I want out of life? And how do I get there? And, you know, if you'd asked me when I was younger and you said, what do you think your life is going to look like at 39? And you'd ask me this, let's say at 14. I'd have been like, well, yeah, well, gone to college and then gotten a job and then I'll probably be married and I'll have some kids. That's what I thought life looked like for everyone because that's what it looked like for my parents. They'd gone to college. They'd gotten jobs. My dad kept working. My mom was a stay-at-home mom for a good chunk of my childhood growing up. And they had a whole passel of kids. There's <laughs> seven of us. <laughs> and that's what they were like when they were 39. They were married with kids. And just that's kind of where the story drops off in a lot of movies, TV shows, all these things. You know, just like that's what you do. And that's the kind of arc that you learn about when you are young a lot of times. Like that getting married and having kids is the end. No one really talks about anything after that. It's like all of your young life is sort of on this trajectory to go to college, get a good job, get married, have kids, and then what? And there's this big jump to retirement and nobody talks about all those years in between, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is. So the younger me would have just, yeah, that's probably what I'll be doing at 39. And if someone had pressed it and said, okay, but then like, what else will you be doing? I don't know. Just like, I don't know, working and raising kids. I don't know. <laughs> My brain wasn't equipped to think about other things. And then if someone said, what about at 50? I'll be like, I don't know, just working because that's what you do. And my kids will 
probably be ready to go off to college or something. I don't know. (laughs) You know, there would have just been all of this I don't knows out there. Well, now I'm 39 and it's so funny to look at because 14 year old me would have thought 39, my God, like your life is over. (laughs) Why don't you just like lay down and die already? You're so old. And it's funny. I get that. I see 18, 19 year olds, 20 years younger than me. And I go, God, you look like you're 12. Was I ever that young? So I can see how they look at me and go, God, you're so old. You know, it's just this time distortion when we're young, not that much older than us still feels so old. And then when we're older, looking back, not that much younger than us can feel so young. I cannot believe, truly cannot believe that I went off to university more than 20 years ago. (laughs) Because when you're younger, you talk to older people who say, well, you know, 20 years ago, and you're just like, yeah, that's like a lifetime. And I was like, well, it's actually just two decades. Like a lot of stuff has happened, but it hasn't actually been that much of a passage of time. Anyway, I'm rambling a bit and I digress a little bit here, but thinking about that, being 39, thinking about what I want the next year of my life to look like before I'm 40, the next 11 years to look like until I'm 50, could go through the future decades after that, 60 and 70 and 80 and whatnot. The reflection that I'm having is around how one year from now or 11 years from now, whatever I want to have happened in my life needs to start with today. The only way to affect where I am in life at 40, what I'm doing, the people around me, the things that I have, the experiences that I've had, the memories that I've made, all of that starts with today. The same thing for 50. One year, it's a pretty good amount of time to think about. You know, you're like, do think I have some idea of how the next year will go. The next decade, that can seem so much like, I don't know. A lot of things could happen in the next 10 years. A lot of things could not happen in the next 10 years. But those all stem from decisions that I make today. And this is something that's so powerful that, and I forget it all the time and I get frustrated with myself for forgetting, is that we have the power to design our lives. Jim Rohn says, if you don't like something, you know, change it. If you don't like where you live, get up and change it. Move. You're not a tree. And that's so true. Like we're not trees. Like I'm looking out of my window right now while recording this and I see trees and barring someone coming along and cutting them down next year. And there's a lot of trees that I'm looking at, right? So something may happen to one. There could be a lightning strike in a storm and the tree could be knocked over or a big windstorm and one could fall. But on the whole, looking out at this group, lots of trees. These trees are going to be here in a year and many of them will be here in 10 years. I'm not those trees though. I can change and I can do different things and I can choose the different things that I want to do, but I have to make those choices. And this happens to me a lot. I don't know if it happens to you as well. I get caught up in thinking so much about the big picture that I get too overwhelmed to make smaller decisions that need to be made in order to make up the big picture. Right. In this way, we could actually use a picture as an example. If you have a photograph, you look at a five by seven photograph, you see what's in the big picture, but you don't see all of the tiny little pixels that make it up. And so the next 11 years of my life, getting from where I am today to where I want to be at 50, 
is made up of all the tiny little decisions that I make along the way. And I have the power to influence those. And I forget that all the time. <laughs> I think many of us do. And it's frustrating because I'm like, I don't know where I want to be at 50. Like, what do I want in my life? The thing is, I can sit down and actually decide. I can write out and get very clear on what I want to be and to do and to have at 50. And then I can take steps every day or every week, every month here and there to make that happen as long as I have that clear picture in front of me and then I actually go after it. Now, I am totally happy to admit I suck at this. I love making plans and then I put them away and never look at them again. Or more accurately, I lose them in my digital clutter. There'll be, you know, on my phone or on my computer or in a document. Like if I don't have stuff in front of me, it's almost like it doesn't exist. It has to be very, very important for my brain to be able to hold on to it. So I struggle. I make beautiful plans for my life and then I forget to look at them ever again. And you can't stay on track. It's like taking out a map, right? And I'm looking at this map and I'm planning this entire road trip of things that I want to do and where I want to go and what I want to see. And I've got it all plotted out on the map. And then I fold the map up and put it in a drawer and I never look at it again. Obviously, the road trip doesn't happen and I don't see any of those beautiful and amazing things. And that is how my brain works most of the time. So what I've been thinking about is developing a better system and actually getting used to reviewing it often, checking in on it, and making sure that I'm making progress along the way. So there's a couple things that I am working on doing. One is making a list and keeping it top of mind. Now, I don't like making lists when it comes to trying to plot out 97 steps of a project, right? It's going to be very overwhelming for me. But I do like making lists when it comes to fun things that I want to experience in my life. And they can be big or small. They can be things like take my parents to Iceland. That's a big thing that I want to do in my life. And I want to have done that in the next 11 years for sure. Absolutely. So that is a big thing. That will take some planning. That will take all that. But there's also small things on my list like plan a Sunday in bed, like legit, just hanging out in bed, movies, reading, relaxing, the usual times that I spend all day in bed is when I am hung over like no other. And it's not fun then. Every time I'm lying in bed hungover, which by the way, I will say is getting less and less frequent because I'm proud of that this year as well. I've made some definite strides in moderation and just being more careful because I just can't handle it anymore. Two, three drinks and I've got killer hangover. But anyway, usually when I'm laying in bed hungover, I'm thinking to myself, this is miserable. I'm going to spend all day in bed. I'm wasting a day and I feel like absolute shit. Why didn't I just choose to plan a day where I lay around and relax and actually enjoy myself. And so that's one of the things on my list. I want to plan days that I actually just lay around and do nothing. And that's good for me because I am too much constantly just this guilty feeling of being productive all the time. So I want to actually choose to enjoy things like that. So that's two things, right? A big thing, a trip to Iceland and a small thing, just lay around in bed on a Sunday. I can do the Sunday thing like next Sunday if I choose. So it's nice to me to have things like that that are accessible that I can just check off my list and be like, yeah, I'm doing that. And I think that in this world that we live in today, there's just this obsession with a someday instead of an obsession with the now, when the now is all that we really have. And I am so, so guilty of this. I will think to myself something like, yeah, one day, I want to do X, Y, Z instead of actually just making a plan and doing the thing. It's really easy to make excuses sometimes for things instead of actually just looking at the bare hard facts and making them happen. And most of us, no matter where we are, have the ability to sit down 
of pen and paper and go, what are the things that I would love to have and do in the next year? We can make that list and it's up to us to actually sit down and do it though. And it is really hard. I find it to be really hard. I will wander around for days sometimes knowing that like, I really want to sit down and make that list, but actively choosing not to do so. And it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. The only thing I've been able to kind of figure out is maybe feelings of, you know, like not deserving to sit down and make a list of everything or like that it's selfish to sit down and make a list of all the things that I want or not being good enough to actually go after and get the things that I want. There's all these things that are underlying it and it just manifests in procrastination and me wandering around to the point where I have to like look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, you're literally trying to sit down and make a list of all the good things you want in your life and you're choosing to do everything else instead of that. You're watching Netflix, you're going out, you're just like, you'll work to not do that. What is going on with you? What's up with that? I don't know. (laughs) It's strange. It makes no sense. But the other day I did, I sat down and I found for me that it was easier to work on paper instead of on the computer. The computer often reminds me of work. So sometimes I have to take things that are more creative off of that. But I had gone to the craft store and I'd gotten some, a long roll of paper and I got some markers and I just started to sit, I sat down on the floor and just started to put things down. Like, okay, imagining that I'm 50 years old, anything, everything. What are the things that I want to have done? What are the things that I want to have accomplished? What are the things that I want? What kind of friends do I want in my life? What kind of experiences do I want to have had? What are all those things that I keep putting off for someday? And it was a really, really helpful experience. I walked away from it and I've left it out. I'm going to go back and add more because again, I've talked about this in other episodes, but there's a sense of overwhelm when you don't get started with something. But then when you actually put it down to paper, it can seem so much simpler and so much easier. When I was thinking about all the things I want to accomplish in my life in the next like 11 years, I thought, oh my God, I can't even like, it's just going to be a list of like 5,000 things. Like there's no way I can even start because again, I'm just dramatic. (laughs) I like to exaggerate. I was like, it's going to take me days to write down all the things I want to do. And so I sat down and I found that in about an hour, I was like, yeah, it's like everything I can think of. (laughs) Right. And then I walk away and I sat down a little bit later and thought again and wrote down some more things. But you guys, I'm still under like a a couple hundred things. (laughs) Like it's not this massive list that I thought of because at the core, I think most of us want so many of the same things. Health, good friendships, good relationships with the people in our lives, family or others. We want to laugh a lot. We want to hang out with people that make us feel good. We want to go places and see things. For some of us, that's on the other side of the world. For some of us, that's going one town over. It's just, we like to think that we are these big, complicated creatures. And we are in some instances, but in many other ways, we're just pretty basic. (laughs) And so in looking at my list, I was like, yeah, not as awe-inspiring as I like to think. It's pretty basic stuff and pretty achievable stuff. The only difference is whether this time I will be able to actually keep this list out in the forefront, look at it daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, carry it with me, actually work on checking things off that list and moving toward 
getting to a future where I've accomplished a bunch of things. And the beauty of this too is that it's never going to run out. As I check things off my list, I'm going to learn about new things and add them to my list. As I meet new people, they're going to expose me to different things that I've never thought of before that I might want to go see or try or do or what have you. So it's an ongoing thing. The idea is to get a list together that doesn't just take me through the next year, doesn't just take me through the next decade, but takes me up until the day I die. And it's okay that there are going to be things on that list that never get checked off. That's not the point. This is not a to-do list for life. It's a to-do list, but like it doesn't have to be that everything is done. I think it would be so sad to get to the end and go, well, I've done everything on my list. Let me check off this last thing and now I can die. No, I want to get to the end and have like, well, there's all these things I didn't do, but I chose other things instead. There are things that I used to want to do that I don't know if I want to do anymore. There's places that I've put on my list that I used to want to live that now I'm like, meh, maybe. Why? Because I've lived other places that I like more. I'm a different person from when I wrote that thing down on my list. I am excited to see where the next year takes me. And I'm excited to see where the next 10 years takes me because I'm excited to slow down, to stop trying to accomplish all the amazing things that I want to accomplish in a week, in a month, in three months, and burning myself out. I'm excited to approach this with a longer term vision of let me see all the things that I can accomplish in a year by moving slowly toward them and consistently toward them. Let me see all the things that I can accomplish in a decade by moving slowly and consistently toward it instead of trying to do everything at once because that has been my pattern in the past and it has never worked. So it would be really kick-ass to get to 40 and then to get to 50 with a slow and steady completion rate (laughs) versus this sporadic and chaotic incompletion rate. So that's what I'm thinking about having just turned 39. We will see what happens over the next year and we'll see what happens over the next 11 years. But most of all, I think it's really great to be going into it with this feeling of happiness and contentment and purpose. So I hope that this can inspire you as well and help you to go out there and make your own lists for what you want to accomplish over any period of time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, you can get a hold of me on Instagram at liveworktravelig, or you can send me something longer at hello at liveworktravel.com. I'll be back next Monday with another episode. Until then, take care of yourself.